Patriots to the final save point on American Election Day. Is it Election Day today? I believe so. Is it? Yeah. I'm so out of touch. Yeah, and if you're as irritated as hearing about it as I am, like, I am. Welcome, welcome to an hour or so of two guys discussing <laughs> everything but that. <laughs> I, I am, but you've got to remember that I do my best to stay away from that stuff anyway. Yeah, like, but... I'm still in a group with a couple of our friends, and the whole point of the, the group's inception was that kind of stuff would stay away. Doesn't take long for I it to creep told back you in. that would happen. Yeah, group, I know. Didn't I? I left straight away. I was like, no, <laughs> the same thing happened. It's like stag, It's like super handy stag do. It always degenerates. Do you know why? It's because Brownie, oh, the two of the people in the group are incredibly polar opposites politically. Is that Brownie and uh, yeah, you know, Bo- you know, Boney M. Boney M. Yeah, yeah, you know, and it always just devolves into them, to, and and the other one just kind of. <laughs> chucking in his two cents and then me probably with some completely like normally it really annoys them because they're in some big political discussion and i'm just like a reverent stupid comment referencing a film or something <laughs> it's fine and i wouldn't have it any other way oh and i don't know it's just i don't the american election's weird it's like they're all posting these tweets and stuff with uh, oh i voted it's like yeah why not <laughs> so, so what <laughs> I vote all the time. I'm not proud of it. It's just part of society, right? I'm genuinely surprised America haven't you, you, like started hiring people to stand by the polling booths <laughs> and clap when someone walks out. <laughs> I mean, you either take an interest and you do it, or you don't take an interest and you don't do it, or you're Australian and you do it, or you get fined, right? Is that a thing? Yeah, they have mandatory voting over there. Brilliant. That's another reason. To I don't put know down... if they have like a none of these above options or something like that. Because if it's mandatory, you should really have a. I guess you, as long as you go, you can spoil your vote. I wonder if that's. You wonder if that counts. I have to speak to some Australians about their democratic process. You're gonna give them a call. Yeah. Like They're Bart like, Simpson. <laughs> yeah, well, Australia, <laughs> mate. What way round does your toilet go? <laughs> yeah. And also, how does it work over there? Like you're voting. <laughs> Secondary to, can you just flush your toilet, please? <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, we've we've the, the, the Australian trips off, but we've got totally different goals in this. <laughs> I mean, I don't like hot weather or spiders, so Australia wasn't really high up for me anyway. No, I mean we're not we're not really going anywhere at the moment. I mean, no. everywhere's got COVID, but that's also got COVID, deadly wildlife, and wildfires. Yeah. So yeah, I'm, I'm going to take that off my list as well. Well, we're, obviously we're we're heading into. Probably got some pretty good uranium out there in the outback somewhere, though. Maybe. Or where it's like too inhospitable that you just can't find it. It's too hot and too miserable in the middle of the desert. You can't find it. But yeah, we're going into a lockdown sequel. Yes, we are. What should we call it? Oh. Lockdown 2, The Quickening. Oh. Lockdown 2, Judgment Day. Judgment Day. Uh, that's, that's a hard one. Lockdown 2, Rumble in the jum- Jungle. <laughs> um... <laughs> We could just do like aliens and just call it lockdowns. Lockdowns. Yeah. Yeah, but that would imply it's an action sequel. Yeah, maybe well, it is. We we're not in it yet. It might be. Well, it's just it's just going to be boring, isn't it? It should be the same yeah. thing, only with a few more shops open. Yeah. Well, not not that many. I mean, I've seen gamer a bollocks, didn't they? There are people who've got to go in and pay for their next gen consoles in advance, and then they can like click and collect. Yeah. On the day. Uh, that sucks if you're one of those people. Yeah. It doesn't matter for me because I've ordered it off of Amazon. So. I, I do feel guilty because my initial thought when I saw lockdown, I was like, oh, that better not delay my Xbox. <laughs> <laughs> that was, so, 
No, that goes hand in hand with the email the government sent you about keeping sane by playing video games. Oh, that was from the local council, to be fair. Oh, okay, yeah. right. Well, you should email them back and say, how am I supposed to do that if I can't get my console? Yeah, the 20 or so I've got in this house already just aren't cutting it. <laughs> right, commission some of your council workers and just start dishing them out, mate. Just dishing out next-gen consoles up and down yeah, the street. That was, like, that, was, um, that was quite out of the blue when I saw that. I wasn't expecting like, a letter from a, a Tory councillor, the leader of a Tory council. Been like, oh yeah, keep your mind active during lockdown. Play computer games. I but think then... the time when computer games was like politicians and people in suits would absolutely just hate them by default. I think that's mm. kind of been and gone now. Yeah, it doesn't. We haven't really. It's the controversy comes from within the industry and like the journalism now. It seems rather. Yeah, than true. Yeah, this is true. But yeah, basically, lockdown. Play video games. Watch films. You'll be all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. fine. I did all right last time. And you can read a book, I guess. Oh. <laughs> oh. Just get out of it with that. Oh, I do actually. I did get the sequel to Children of Time. Um, Children. Oh, I can't remember what it's called. Children of Time. What's that? It's the. Did I tell you about that book? Sci fi book where it's like. It's kind of a parallel evolutionary story. One. Uh, it's basically spiders that are accidentally exposed to like an uplift uh, like virus. Right. Uh, on a planet slowly evolving into a society and at the same time a human uh, colony ship that left earth during like the great collapse and also like the the humans on there coming out of like their cryo sleep every so often and how that society sort of grows you did say spiders yes it is a bit weird because there are some bits where it's describing like their actions and it is a bit that's a bit creepy but by the end i reckon your fear of spiders might be gone i don't know it's still very much alive when I tried to play um, Grounded. Really? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's yeah. not a nice game for people. Yeah, but that's different. I mean, that's the spiders in that are horrible. Yeah, they are. Yeah. And big. Mm. It's a size thing. This is different. I mean, this is more about like their thought processes. Are they, like, involved. intelligent? Yeah, they'd be cut. Sort of, it follows and charts their evolution over, okay. like, thousands of years, uh, millions of years, while the ship is obviously travelling space in a lot, uh, with a lot of the crew in, hy- in like, hypersleep. But if you evolve... Surely you would get to a point where you don't need that many legs because you've got a bigger brain. Uh, I don't know. I mean, there's, there's... The arachnid in Starship Troopers evolved to just be a big brain with barely any legs. Or has it got loads of legs yeah, that are just really I mean, little? It, it depends on who the predator and prey species are on your planet, right? Because we evolved to this form because this allowed us to become not the apex predator, but good at defending ourselves from apex, <laughs> using tools, really. And running away. Uh, I mean, it, it we were really good in, at running away. It does that go was into important. depth in some points about like how they craft like spider-specific tools, okay, and stuff, and like like what their cities look like. It's quite well thought out. What? We what? Right. Okay. So, uh, weaving or sewing. Yeah. would be well good if a spider did it because you do like eight things at once. Well, uh, four because you need two for each pair of set of needles. What else? What else would a, would having eight limbs be good for? Running. Yeah. Hmm. Climbing. Does you surely hit a point with diminishing returns though, where you just want to get faster by having more legs? Yeah, but I mean, eight's still wetting too, right? I'm gonna get eight legs. I mean, that being said, we we don't like get on uh, all fours and run really fast like a. You didn't see me at the park this morning. <laughs> like yes, we do. <laughs> I was so proud of myself when I was younger, and I actually figured out how to do the do a proper gallop. No proper gallop. <laughs> it looks weird. It looks really weird. Parents took you over the park to whistle train you. Yeah, wouldn't let me back home until I could gallop like a dog. I, just, <laughs> I had a strange upbringing. <laughs> Bless them. 
Is that is that why I catch you? Uh, Children of Ruin. That's the Children name of the book. Yes, it's the sequel to <laughs> Children of Time. Uh, let's see if I can pronounce the author's name by Adrian Tchaikovsky. Okay, that sounds like a good effort. Yeah, I was, I, uh, there's something you can do with like Google Family Library, right? I'm sure I can lend you the ebook. Oh, maybe. Yeah, I'll have a book. Just might be worth it. Embarrassingly, I haven't read a book in so long. Okay. I mean, I'm not counting the audio books I listen to at work. Yeah, no. Um, it's nah, weird, isn't it? I'm not. I'm Unless... not counting it. I'm not counting it. Because <laughs> no. I don't have to go out my way to read it. I'm just doing it because I happen to be in a situation like where I'm standing. It's while there. you're, yeah. Exactly, yeah. 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 So, no, I'm not counting it. Yeah, I'll have to, uh, yeah, we'll have to have a book club-like podcast. Yeah, yeah, probably. But oh. books are not like films and games. I mean, maybe like games. They take longer than a like, film or TV show. Yeah, but I mean, like, read Michael Jones for one a month. Like, yeah, read like a, book a proper book, then... book club. Yeah, we'll both have a peep show moment. We'll both read a book and then we'll all have an episode to discuss it. <laughs> What's the first book's going to be? Wuthering Heights. Oh, no. Yeah. <sighs> and then the next one will be Fifty Shades of Grey. No, they've got to be books we actually enjoy. No, <laughs> no. Otherwise, it's no fun. I've already signed the contract. I will watch bad films and discuss them with you. I draw the line at waste yeah, too, much too much time. Too much time. I'll, I'll, read bad co- I'll read a bad comic to laugh at. It's only 20 odd pages. You know, and now I think it's more irritating to read bad writing than watch bad films. Filmmaking, yeah, it's, it's hard for a book to be unintentionally hilarious. Yeah, I wonder if that's... Although they don't, they, isn't there like a there's a yearly um, award for bad fictional sex in books, <laughs> like really poorly written sex scenes? So that's quite funny. I'm a bit of an expert on the matter. No, I, <laughs> I can't even I can't even recall a single book with a sex scene in it. Uh, yeah, I've definitely read some. <laughs> I, I suppose the expanse has got a few. I just got here, which is uh, from Garth Marenghi's Dark Place, where he's talking about. You know, people are always used words like, you know, he shoved it in here, he done this, she done that. It's like, why don't they use, uh, was it subtext anymore? Was it a mossy meadow? <laughs> a sacred garden? <laughs> By the way, everyone should watch Garth Marenghi's Dark Place. Has anyone not watched it? Yeah, loads of people. Okay. It's not a very... I mean, I guess among our age people, a few people watched it. I think it's still a bit culty around our age, but I thought word of mouth would have spread out enough now that people... (sighs) Considering the people it's got in it that went on to... I mean, like I say, Matt um, Berry is now doing a HBO show. Um, What's his face? Richard Ayoade? Matt Berry, Richard Ayoade. Where is the other guy gone, though? I don't know his real name, the one who played Garth Marenghi. I don't know. I think he's... He does more stuff behind the camera, I believe. Because yeah. he, he didn't he produce and write... I'm not sure if he directed it as well. I think he did, like, everything. He yeah. was his, like, little baby. I think it was kind of ahead of its time in terms of... Yeah, uh, massively. Like, yeah, what it was doing. It's it was, so funny. It's like a, a spoof of a cancelled... Well, it's meant to be a cancelled well, 80s TV adaptation of his books or something. Really. It's a... It's a TV show about a deluded horror author who thinks he's brilliant, but he's not. And it's sort of a documentary about him making his dream horror TV show, which is also terrible, that he also thinks is brilliant. Yeah. And it's this weird framing meta sort because of, it's, it's cut together with like interviews with the real actors. Obviously, not the real actors, the people playing a character in his horror show. Ugh. It's, it's really cleverly done, I think. I mean, there are, obviously, there's been a lot of similar things in its wake. Yeah. But it's, uh, it's, yeah, it's almost like when I went back and watched Space the other week, kind of looking at how her head of... Because, I mean, that was before things like Family Guy and other really reference-heavy humour. Yeah. Well, it might have been about the same time as, I mean, the early Family Guys were, but Family Guy didn't get huge until it got it came back again, right, in the mid-2000s. Yeah. 
because yeah, I remember watching the first three series on Sky One and they didn't have a clue what to do with that show. They would show it around <laughs> the same time as The Simpsons. It was just cut to shreds. Yeah, yeah. And I remember me and my mate, one of the ones in the group with you, because we found the first series on DVD in some music shop that's long gone in uh, Romford. And uh, yeah, taking it home, watching that, and all of a sudden seeing all the cut jokes put back in and realising quite how good it was. <laughs> it's, um, yeah. But yeah, it's those first three series, and then there was a massive gap, and then I can't remember when they brought it back. No. I didn't really get into Family Guy until after everybody else. Yeah. And yeah. then I promptly kind of got back out of it again. I, I, I've drifted off somewhere around the, I don't know, six, seven season. I don't mind it. It's a show where I, if, if it's on, I'll watch it. Yeah. I'm not going to see go out of my way to watch it. No, it's not like you'll be all oh, the new series. Let's just get hold of that and watch it. I one found after that the, the episodes become so disjointed and so like. Um, based on just obviously the reference and the flashbacks and the non sequiturs. Uh, eventually, I found it more satisfying to watch uh, the plot truncated on YouTube. Yeah. So the episode was about 12 to 15 minutes, but only the plot-relevant stuff of the episode. <laughs> <laughs> Cut out all the extraneous uh, comedy. Plus, it can be wearing watching a TV show about like awful people. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, because I can binge Always Sunny and Trailer Park Boys. Oh, the Always Sun is difficult because they are awful people as well. Yeah. But I'll allow it. They're, I don't know. It's kind of they are awful people, but they're also the underdogs in a way as well, in a way, Sunny. I feel like but Charlie and Mac, kind of. I, I feel like Dennis is the only person you could label as evil. Yeah, everyone else is just an idiot. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly right. <laughs> Maybe D a little yeah. bit as well. Den- Dennis knows how like horrible he is, I think. That's whereas, why yeah. he's such a brilliant character. Yeah, whereas everyone else is obviously completely unaware of... Dennis like, is like completely self-aware and absolutely not self-aware at the same time. <laughs> it's such, he's such a great character. Yeah. Oh, Glenn. Well, I do wonder whether we're going to get another series of that or whether the COVID delay will make him call it I don't even think I watched the last one. That was the 14th, right? And I believe that, that um, completed their contract as it stood. But I, I don't know. I've not read anything. It might have been announced. But obviously, Rob McKellaroy has got his mythic quest now, right? Um, obviously, Charlie Day writes that as well. Mm. Um, don't know what don't see what the others are doing. Yeah, I don't know what the rest of them are doing. Probably sitting back on their always sunny money. Mm. Probably a lot of it. Big old piles. Yeah, 14 series runs are pretty crazy. Oh, it's huge. It's, uh, well, I mean, especially over here where we're used to our comedies doing like, you know, 12 episodes an hour. Which I also like. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because it gives them a sort of timeless... Well, I feel like the other thing is is it also means that you don't have to deal with things like character development and change, stuff like that. Because I feel oh, the IT crowd almost got a bit like that, a bit too like cheesy. A little bit, yeah. Yeah, towards the, the fourth series. But yeah, yeah. yeah, and then obviously just ended after the fifth one. If that had carried on, it might have... Uh... It's like, can you imagine The cl- the Office, the classic British one, if they had to do another series and like Dawn and Tim were an item now oh, and yeah, had to work that into the show? Yeah, it just would have been weird. they gone for like nine years, the American one? Uh, yeah. Like, I think in its defence, and I'm not a big lover of the show from what I've seen, but in its defence, it kind of does our one and then breaks away and goes off and does yeah, its own yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, oh, you'd have to. But... <laughs> exactly. But um, yeah, because I mean, they didn't, even to the point that like, um, oh, what's his face? Really big in the... Like, Steve Carell? Yes, yeah, Steve Carell. Yeah. Uh, yeah, even after he left, they went through like another boss or something, didn't they? Yeah, I think yeah. they had... Who was it? Was it Ed Helms? Yeah. I feel like it might have been Ed someone relatively big. Hmm. No, it wasn't. It was um, Ultron. David Spader. Ultron. Just sitting there at the desk. <laughs> 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 
I would have watched it though, wouldn't you? Uh, if Ultron just took over, it's going to start his world domination I mean, at a paper I mean, I factory. The first series, I think most people probably saw the first series, and I was just like, "This is just ass." Yeah, but yeah. not as good. But not as fun. Not even yeah. nearly. And even then, even if I had watched it, I don't want to watch nine series of that. I actually quite like Rain Wilson. I think he's quite a funny actor in certain things. Oh yeah, but I prefer him in other roles. Yeah, like, for sure. Like Sue, all of them. Super, he's like turn as Harry Mudd in uh, Discovery. Yeah, that was all right. He was a bit of a highlight in that, I suppose. Mm. But yeah, Super Super's another great film. Yeah. Do you know how many people just have never heard of Defendor? Yeah, oh god, that, that is an obscure one. I think everyone Sue, should watch. It's a great film. Yeah, there's another one someone was talking about called like Boy Wonder. Boy Wonder, yeah, yeah. That really literally good. has no one famous in it whatsoever. Someone was saying it's essentially like the no, like a Nolan Nightwing film. Sort of. It, uh, the the word Boy Wonder is just kind of it's just about yeah, kid, yeah, I know. But kid who's a, got issues, really. Yeah, yeah, okay. It's like um, do you ever see We Need to Talk About Kevin? It's kind of the same thing about a kid who's broken, but it's handled differently. Like oh, their okay. parents handle it differently. That's a good film. We need to talk about it. Okay, should watch it. Yeah, well. but um, tell me what you've been playing since the last recording, which was like four days ago. So probably not that much. I have <laughs> been getting my retro on. Have you? I don't know if it counts as retro. At what point does something become retro? Look, I've been playing Metal Gear Solid, and that that's that's definitely easy retro, retro because that originally I would say because that originally launched for a now defunct console, but. I mean, you've got a PC version, which has just been released. Yeah, but I mean sp- specifically from the PS1 onwards. Yes. Yeah, because I'd never really had anything to do with the SNES games. Or... Mm. Well, yeah. It's, it's the only retro is before my, my like the, my golden era of childhood. When you were, when you <laughs> Is that how it works? Anything that you did when you were a wee nipper, yeah. I'd say that's probably retro. Retro is subjective. <laughs> yeah, it is, right? That being said, did you see the new model Raspberry Pi there now? Yeah, but the, the keyboard. It's basically just a microcomputer. Yeah. That's awesome. It's a good idea. And I was saying, I've got the obviously an old school style Raspberry Pi rigged up with RetroPie, so you can play all the emulators on it. What someone needs to do now is get a new uh, distribution or a new OS for that, which basically runs all the old microcomputer emulators, so Spectrum, Amstrad. That's got to exist, surely. It probably does, but if, that, if it does, then I'm going to buy one, I reckon. If you thought about getting yourself a cool case for it, what for my Raspberry one? Pi? Oh no! Or I, do you play it like rigged into a TV? Oh yeah, I've like plugged into a TV. You can't like make your own handheld console out of it. I could, but I've got that other emulator console. That True. Yeah, thirty-five quid. Yeah. Making your own one would be. Cool, I kind of make my own. Um, like I think you've seen my Raspberry Pi a while. It's like this weird kind of uh, makeshift tech-looking device because I've basically got the Raspberry Pi, but because I've only got a thirty-two gigabyte um, SD card in it for the ROMs. I plugged a USB to SATA cable in, uh, plugged that into an old laptop hard drive, and then stuck my whole thing together with sellotape. Wow. So, yeah. so it looks a bit like the Megatron. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's basically my weird little cyberpunk retro emulator console. <laughs> but that wasn't what I've been playing this week. No, so what you've been yeah. playing that is quote unquote retro? Uh, right, so I had a real urge, I was mentioning to you last week, to just, just play a Bethesda game. Yep. Like that kind of just wandering around a big open world, finding ambient stuff. And it's like Skyrim I played three times over, you know, original Legendary Edition and then like VR. Fallout 4 wasn't great. Fallout 3 I played a lot of. And you said you started playing New Vegas this week, but it is a bit dated now. Very. So I went to Oblivion because that's the one I didn't really have an awful lot of experience with. Yeah. 
And I've also been listening to loads of like Elder Scrolls lore videos while I uh, work at the moment. So why don't you just it. read the in-game books of which they are? Well, some of really it is long. just guys read. They publish the in-game books as like a three-volume hardback series, <laughs> and some of the videos I'm watching are just guys reading out of that. <laughs> <laughs> Well, there's a lot of there's a, a lot, lot of like stuff so there's a guy that does it but in ASMR so it's really relaxing in the afternoon when I work to chill me out for the evening <laughs> but how far through are you uh, I've only played about seven or so hours but okay. I mean it's enough time to go out in the open world go visit a few towns have you uh, been to I can't remember the town name the destroyed town what Kvatch Kvatch that's it yeah I haven't no because that, that is where you trigger the next plot event so at the moment, I'm just kind of wondering. I would do that because once you've done that, you then trigger the oblivion gates all over the world, which oh, yeah. are really good extra things to do. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. <clears throat> I say, I've, um, where have I gone to? I've got to the first town. We have to go see the guy in the priory, is mm -hmm. it? Uh, yep. He then obviously tells you where to, to go to that Kavak. And then I started picking up quests in that town. And uh, yeah, then I just started doing sub quests. When I'll get back to the main story, I don't know. <laughs> it's that, that's exactly why I went to play a Bethesda game. I remember the, the, the music in that game is etched onto my brain and always will be more so than Skyrim or any of the others I think um, the, the the wind chiming music that plays in the background while you're wandering through the Imperial Palace is just I hear it in my mind all the time I didn't actually go into the Imperial Palace I forgot about it I, <clears throat> when I had because I, ha I got it at launch on my 360 so I got home and cracked open my brand new console and put it I was I was like blown away by the Imperial like the whole city, the Imperial City. It looks yeah, it's, so impressive. It still looks all right. I mean, obviously in the PC, it's, uh, jack, all the settings are jacked up. Yeah, yeah. So. But yeah, I'm surprised at how good it looks and how nicely it runs. What's the combat feel like? Okay. Never been great. It's never been great. Anyway. No, the combat's better in the Fallout games. I think the magic is a lot better in Oblivion than it is Skyrim. There's a lot more... Um, It's hard because you the way you cast it's awkward. Yeah, it is. It's Because uh, obviously Skyrim, you just equipped it to... You can have it on each hand. But yeah, obviously in this, you have to cast it for a separate key, which yeah. is weird. Yeah. But there are there are tons of extra spells. Plus there's that whole, you can like make your own magic. Yeah, see, that's what enough. I started doing. Uh, once I realised that you could get access to it at the Arcane Library. Yeah. And um, then obviously create your own spells. I started going to do the Mages Guild quests. I remember in uh, Skyrim, the conjuration magic was really lacklustre, but in Oblivion, it's broken as shit. You just walk around with a daedra, what's it, what's it called, a daedroth? Like the little mini T-Rex is just following you around. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, I haven't got it's that far. It's so good. I could summon a skeleton. Yeah, they're yeah. good though, but it's one of those, like you could just walk around town summoning a skeleton and levelling up your conjuration. Oh, mate, yeah, I've been ripping the shit out of the broken levelling systems. Like. I mean, that, that changed for Skyrim, but in a different way. In that, do you remember the blacksmithing in Skyrim? Yes. Iron daggers over and over and over Yeah, again. the second time I played Skyrim, I um, absolutely milked the blacksmithing and um, enchantment as well. But it breaks the game because everything's scaled to your overall level. Yes. So if you just blacksmith over and over, you'll level up loads, but you'll have no combat skill. You just get attacked by rock-hard things. And obviously it's not that open that you can you can subsist as a blacksmith in that game. No, not really. <laughs> I wish it was. Cool, uh, I mean, cool that, one of the videos I watched was a guy going back and like, analysing the series from the very first one right through to Online. And he was saying like, the second one, Daggerfall, was meant to have been just like a ridiculously immersive RPG sort of yeah. game, right? It's tough to go back to. Oh, yeah, I have had a look and it's well dated. Yeah, but the amount the of stuff day, in there to do sounds crazy. Yeah, you imagine being being a lot like around and gaming when it first came out yeah that must have been obviously mind blind yeah time. massively and your little your little DOS PC or something uh, yeah it would have been DOS back then wouldn't it yeah 1986 it might have even uh, been no, before that been Windows 3.1 maybe was that still DOS or was 98 the first DOS one? Oh no no they're all obviously based over, over DOS right I 
think it's confusing, isn't it? Because like Windows 10 is is or seven was technically oh. not a continuation of the most of Vista or XP. It, it was might have been. Was it after like the, computers went to 64-bit processors maybe. that it obviously finally left DOS behind, maybe? Probably. I, I don't know enough about PCs. To, Me neither. Yeah, PC, Even though I've been watching PC a lot nerds, of... PC let us know. I've been watching a lot of, of PC nerd videos where they'll... They're like, you know, you, you can source things like old graphics cards and CPUs on the on eBay for really cheap, and you can get a decent amount of performance out of them if you get a de- if you get a half decent one. You know what you're talking about. It's interesting. Yeah, no, I've watched some interesting stuff with guys who do like rebuilds of really old systems and that, and uh, restorations, uh, lazy game reviews. Some of this stuff's great. So, but yeah, you're um enjoying oblivion i am crack yeah on with it's it? it's it feels a bit dated i'm definitely gonna crack on with it because i can't really be bothered to play any console games because i mean in seven days most games will look a bit better on my <laughs> next gen console because that's what we pay for these days i have a little bit longer to wait yeah so what week or so right 19th 19th yeah. uh, but the american... i still haven't ordered any games for it the americans get it next week though right do you get annoyed when you see people unboxing it on youtube i do no. I do, because I want it. Did you see the fanboys <laughs> complaining because in the Digital Foundry unboxing, they accidentally ripped the PlayStation 5 box as they were opening it? No. <laughs> so I'm disrespecting it. <laughs> it's not a coin with the Queen's face on it. You're not, <laughs> you're not upsetting anybody by ripping a box. Oh, Jesus. Fanboys, man. I was just cracking up when I saw that. The, the thing was, someone in the response was like, oh, yeah, they watched this guy's dead. He's... Uh, he's He's, this guy's a consummate professional unboxer. And I'm like, ah, oh, the fact that you unironically use the term is professional that o- unboxer. <laughs> is that an oxymoron? I think it is, right? <laughs> that count. A professional unboxer. Mm. I, I mean, you could be a professional, put stuff in boxes. I was going to say professional boxer, but that's taken. That's already a different thing. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you'd be a professional packer, right? That's what I did. Yeah. 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 Pro, mate. Good thing you didn't work in a fudge factory. Yeah. Mm. I nearly got a promotion to professional unboxer as well for yeah. the returns. <laughs> I mean, maybe, maybe we're putting too much effort talking. Yeah. Should we just like uh, unbox stuff? See if we can get big on the internet that way. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, what if we, does it count if we put stuff into new boxes and then just unbox it? No. Because, I mean, theoretically, I, the unboxing market is untapped for that. <laughs> so, oh. so, what you're saying is we could get the brand new consoles. What if we become. The Rian Johnson of unboxing videos and box things instead. Subvert their expectations. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. That's an interesting thought. <laughs> I'm just uh, gonna I'm gonna buy the PS5. I'm gonna take out the box and put it in an old box, take out that box and put it in another different box, and I'm just gonna go through uh, all the boxes that we I have access to. Well you get um Astrobot's playroom built in, which looks really good, and that uses um a lot of the features of the new controller, right? I will buy a game, I just don't know what ones to get yet. Is it, what is it, tied between Mars Morales and Demon Souls, you reckon? I'm tied between I don't really want something that's just gonna look the best out of all of them. I'd rather do something that I'm gonna get the best the most enjoyment out of. She's what, probably Spider Man? Probably Miles Morales. And that's not a full price release, is it? No. I believe it's only like forty odd quid, which is good on the <laughs> next gen. Yeah. That's not a full price release. Forty pounds. As opposed to seventy pounds for a ten year old game. <laughs> which I'm sure it's been polished up lovely, but it looks, yeah, it looks yeah. really nice. I do really want that though. I really want the Demon Souls remaster. It's been a while since you've had a Soulsborne fix, right? Uh yeah, I mean I I dip back every now and then. I have access to them all. They're all nearby. I've, I mean, just just like the main series, not any of like the pretenders or whatever. Um, 
I did, you know, I got a fair few hours out of Lords of the Fallen. Okay. But I found it, uh, it's buggy. It's really what about buggy. The Surge? Surge, I, no, I didn't get into the so Surge. That's the same developer, right? Yes. Yeah. I didn't get into it, but I heard the second one was really good. But again, I haven't even tried it. It I was on Game Pass. I think it's gone now. Uh, yeah, I think we also got it free on the Epic Store one week. <laughs> oh, I missed maybe, that. Maybe, isn't it? Yeah. I missed that. Okay. I don't see it everywhere. Like I do like the new PS Plus games you'll see in articles and stuff. I, I rarely ever see what's on the Epic Store. Yeah, oh, I mean, I get little alerts when I turn my computer on because I turn my computer on every morning while I'm working from home. Like, it's, it's handy. Well, the, it's handy when you're on, on board when it's a big one because I got um, GTA Five a little while ago. I got the brand new Total War Troy when it came oh, out. Oh, yeah, I remember that. As well, that, yeah. which I, I've barely touched. The thing is with Total War games is you can have the biggest, most powerful PC in the world, but you'll hit a point where it runs like garbage. Mm. And it's annoying. <laughs> It has made me play, play for a living, though, thinking about like RPGs and obviously how yeah, they've changed over. I mean, also, what even is an RPG anymore? Because almost every game has got RPG elements in your like character development, right? I think things get might get labelled RPG without really truly being an RPG. Because yeah. that means you're just... I mean, it's got nothing to do with the the mechanics or the levelling up or anything like that. It's you're, you're playing a role of a character. But then, yeah, yeah, I guess. But does it have to be uh make your own character or i mean because well no because you've got stuff like the witcher yeah there's one of the RPG? best rpgs is that an rpg or is that a story action game <laughs> i'd say rpg <laughs> i would say rpg as well for sure yeah, because you're stepping into an established it's, role it's quite in depth how like different people's guilts can come out of the game in terms of like powers and builds yeah but yeah. you're still the same overarching character yeah yeah i'm trying to think of another example of like an rpg but where you're you're like playing a character. Whereas yeah, I guess stuff like sort of Assassin's Creed, you can eventually just milk it to the point where every stat's max, right? I would feel really. Or, or can you? I don't know. I'd feel like I was pushing it if I was to call that an RPG, though. What about the newer ones? Mm, more so. Yeah. I would still call them. I don't like... think you had enough character or build choice in there. No, right? it's more. It's yeah. all like in gear and loot and stuff, it's right? It's a numbers game. I'd call them more like open world action games, even though Ubisoft really want me to call it an RPG now. It still doesn't feel that way. Yeah. I still I approach it and play it like an open world action game. I that's what I feel like anyway. Yeah, it's weird. That's what I say obviously the amount of elements in various games. Are you yeah. saying RPG is the new action adventure? Like the badge that every single game can wear at some point on its body. Possibly, yeah. Because yeah. well, um, last week when I played Call of Cthulhu, that's got some RPG elements well, in it. Well, that's basically a tabletop RPG, isn't it? Yeah. And obviously the systems were pretty much taken from that, I assume. So. Yeah. And that, again, you're playing a role and yeah, you kind of you shape the role off. as you go through. So, yeah, it's an interesting definition. Of, I mean, in terms of, obviously, yeah, playing genuine RPGs, obviously that guy did point out that the Skyrim series has slowly sort of dumbed down over the years. And, yeah, uh, but be interested to see what what we are kind of looking at in next gen in terms of RPG games. I mean, I, I'm not obviously complaining. I obviously, yeah, I really enjoy Skyrim. Yes, I could see how it's been dumbed down since the earlier Elder Scrolls games, but <laughs> a lot of the people moaning about it though. If you look at their Steam, like the their game time, it's like when people go to a restaurant and order a massive meal and eat it all, and then go to the chef and go, "That was horrible. I want my, my money back." It's like three hundred hours. Yeah, Skyrim. <laughs> exactly. Or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can't you can't put that much time into a game unless it's pretty good. Yeah, you, you clearly were like were not enjoying it. Like, yeah, I got a lot of enjoyment out of Skyrim, not as much as Oblivion. Yeah, oh, I've played through Skyrim at least three. Well, the VR playthrough didn't go that long because it's shit, but mm. so it's not a good VR port. Um, but yeah, 
it's that I really enjoyed it. But I mean, what have we got coming up in terms? Obviously, we've got Cyberpunk is the big one. Yeah. So, yeah. And that that's looking to be another witchery, but where you you take the role of an established character, you just kind of I think of it seems them to a be a bit, bit right? more freeform, does it not? I think uh, cyberpunk more more in that you can pretty much choose a bloke and a woman, right? Oh, uh, I mean you can well, you can choose in between, right? In that game, like great, you can have all kinds of weird robot body parts fitted and stuff, right? So makes sense. Can I, I'm definitely going to get a robotic penis. Is Deus Ex an RPG? I would say so. Would you? Aren't they a selection of single sort of fairly linear missions? Yeah, but I think you have enough choice in yeah. terms of how you affect the story and your character build and how you approach things. Yeah. I I know technically I think what people call them are immersive sims. Yeah. It's a yeah, like um Prey was described as that as well. Immersive simulations. It's a bit <laughs> sounds like a pretentious title. <laughs> Mm, oh god it's really hard when you when you try and break it down because prey i would say was more of an rpg than deus ex is mm. because you, you you still you oh. i think and it's, it's not all not, about I, the mechanics i, I so kind I of feel know. though if it's not a num if it's not about numbers and like min maxing and stuff i mean all games are really when you get down to it right i don't know vampire do you play much of that that was definitely one i reckon was it like an action RPG, I think. Some Soulsborne stuff in it. What about the Soulsborne games? Are they RPGs? Yeah, they're action RPGs, right? Okay. You're not really playing a role. Oh, I thought you have like a kind of role in each of them. It's a very... Yeah, but isn't the whole point of them that the lore is like arcane and really... Kind of, but I think if you take like a blank canvas game like Skyrim or Oblivion, then your blank canvas character still spearheads most of the story elements or is at least important. I feel like in all of the Soulsborne games, you're just sort of... Apart from Bloodborne towards the end, that got a bit important. But most of them, you're just sort of... It feels like you're coming along after everything's happened. Don't you have a role to achieve in the world? Or, like, you can kind of... I think in Dark Souls 3, you did. Is it a kind of, like, thing where there's there's things you can do which will change or affect the world, but you kind of just make a choice? You're not kind of... Do you know what? As someone that played the games a lot, I didn't really... I didn't really read into much of the lore. Well, I, think I know to, it's all really interesting and well You have together. to like really piece stuff together, don't yeah, you? Yeah, like Item descriptions and stuff like that. And when you smash your head against the same boss for the umpteenth time, don't have time for all that. You just want to kill them. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ, there are a couple of couple of bosses. Nah. Yeah, no. That's my nightmare. Again, no, they've never been my cup of tea, Salesborns. I mean, you've got um, obviously, uh, obviously Cyberpunk, which I'm, I'm hoping will be good. I mean, it's all a bit up in the air at the moment with obviously this last-minute delay and all the crunch stuff. I don't really mind the delay. I find it quite funny that they delay it after it's Oh, no, I don't, I don't mind the delay. It just kind of makes me a bit uneasy. So, oh, frick, you know, you, you said you've gone gold. It's like, it just shows how important day one patches are these days, I guess. Essential, yeah. right? Well, it's essential to the point where the game's gone gold, but it's been delayed because the patch isn't with it. <laughs> well, now we're going back into like the old days where... You, you just had to make a game that was done. Mm. You had to. You didn't well, have a choice. They are saying, uh, that from what I've heard, it's optimization for current-gen consoles. Yeah, I heard that they're holding it back. Yeah, yeah. Uh, she's worrying for people owners of current-gen consoles, but we'll have our next-gens by the time that comes out, hopefully. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, The Witcher didn't was a bit janky on the consoles. Well, The Witcher's been, it's been patched and uh, yeah, upgraded so multiple times. Right? It's even getting a new one for the, the next-gen consoles. So... Yeah, done a lot of work with that. I mean, um, there a lot of Final Fantasy stuff dropped, didn't it, as well, on their website? Details what, for the of new the one? 60, yeah, 16. Like, no, I didn't uh, read any of it. Some information about like, the world and the characters and stuff. 
sound again. interesting? Or does oh, it sound I've, like I've Final Fantasy? Because I mean, I'm not going to get to play that game for a couple of years yet. So. Mm. Is it it's PS5? PS5 timed oh, okay. exclusive, yeah. Yeah, I'll probably get that. Uh, oh, of course you will. Final yeah. Fantasy. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, I haven't really enjoyed a mainline Final Fantasy game for a long while. I thought you enjoyed it. Are oh, you like 15? I, I thought you yeah no I, I did but I didn't I didn't mm. I did kind of but I don't really want to go play another one like that and yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't I ever want to go back and play it again yeah uh, yeah you tried off of seven remake didn't you I did which a is little bit. do we count as a mainline no no I don't think so <laughs> I mean it is because they've named it so yeah right? I mean I wouldn't count the three like the the two thirteen sequels as mainline ones but I've not played them. You, about, did you play for them? No. What about ten two? Oh, I've played like twenty minutes of that. I kind of like the job system, if I remember right. Yeah, I, I really need to go back and try it again. I've got the, I've got it on the Vita, I believe. I think it's got an old school sort of on the fly job change system. Yeah, yeah, you could do it during battle, right? Yeah, yeah. I just I don't care about any of the characters it focuses on. Was it Yuna, Riku, and Riku. that goth girl that they added? Lulu? Pain? No, Lulu wasn't in it. She had, like, had a baby, right, by the time that one started. I think it was, yeah, Pain, P-A-Y-N-E. Yeah. Right, proper, right. like... Oh, the short-haired one. Yeah, proper early 2000s edge character. Yeah. But, yeah, no, it's, it looks interesting. I like the kind of, the sort of more medieval vibe to it again from the trailer we saw. But, um, I mean, obviously, we've got whatever Obsidian are doing with that Avowed. She's gonna seems to be like their kind of entry into that Skyrim kind of uh, territory. Cause we'll see, because I was told that Outer Worlds was then venturing into their Fallout territory, and it, it just isn't. Yeah, but I think the difference was that was always intended to be a kind of shorter, smaller project because of the, they couldn't get the amount of funding to make a huge game, whereas Disavowed was basically the game that Microsoft said, right, what do you want to make when they bought them? We're like, we want money for this. And Microsoft turned the cash like tap on we'll so. see I enjoyed the Outer which Worlds which could mean that we'll end up like Cyberpunk we'll just have loads of feature creeping delays but <laughs> um, but yeah I'm, I'm hoping so it's set in the Pillars of Eternity universe I believe oh, okay. I don't know if you've played either of them um, no I'm pretty sure I've got one I tried the first one when it came on Game Pass so it, it's alright I'm sure I've got one called Deadfire is that the, is that the second, second one, one I believe I haven't really played it no, it was alright. Uh, but I mean, me and CRPGs. Uh... Yeah, I couldn't really bust into um, Divinity 2. Although I will go back to try. Yeah, I don't know. Obviously, I came up on consoles, so I didn't really have a, the kind of old school experience of playing things like Baldur's Gate and that back then. Me neither. Yeah. So to me, until like uh, the early 2000s, RPG pretty much meant turn based combat. I had a mate in school who literally poured hundreds of hours into a game called Arcanum. Okay. Ah, oh, mate. Ugh. Just watching him play it. It's one of them. It's a CRPG. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, I mean, it's impressive that old games like that have that much content in them. Like, you can feasibly plug away at it for hundreds and hundreds of hours. <clears throat> well, I guess when you weren't, obviously, having to spend a lot of your development budget on making, like, really high-resolution graphics and uh, cinematic cutscenes and stuff, you could... Uh, Relying on people's imagination. Yeah, you could put a lot more effort into content. Because, I mean, isn't that... People uh, loved that uh, Disco Elysium, didn't they, that came out this year? Yeah, I didn't fancy that at all. I do want to play it. I've heard good things. I just don't think I'd get a lot of it. But again, I think it. that's the kind of thing where it's it's more about the amount of effort they put into the world crafting and kind of the technicality. I think Outer Worlds is a bit down that line as well. Yeah, I, I enjoyed Outer Worlds. It was a fun sort of like 30-hour romp. 
I did. Mm. I feel like script writing and world building were number one priority. Yeah. And, you know, like... It scratched several itches that haven't been scratched properly this generation. Uh, kind of the first-person sci-fi RPG itch that Bethesda let it down a bit on with Fallout 4. It didn't feel big enough. And the, Yeah, no, definitely. It, it, and it had, like, the map has other places on it that it, I'm waiting to get yeah, to. Yeah, that, that was very much a kind of, oh, you're teasing me. Yeah, like, and then the game just ends. Yeah. I, was, oh. I would definitely be up for a, a much bigger game set within that universe. Yeah, probably. Yeah, it's, yeah. I liked it. it was, it's got that. Um, it's got a quite a nice, fun sense of humour to it Yeah. as well. Similar sense of humour to Divinity 2, to be fair. Like, very yeah, self-aware. Yeah, any RPGs can do it. Wasteland was a bit like that as well yeah. when I was playing it. Yeah, yeah, Wasteland 3 got a bit of that. Yeah. I think that's... Um, yeah, don't take yourself too seriously. No. <laughs> With those kind of games. Well, talking about a game that's taken itself probably a little bit too seriously, a game I finished last night... Is it Neil Druckmann tweeting about Last of Us 4? That's the game or I've been playing, yes. When people were moaning. I've been playing a sim <laughs> game, a simulator, where you play as Neil Druckmann, Neil just Druck- tweeting people... <laughs> Like I don't know, upset about something, or I've got to change this thing last minute, or I don't, I don't know, I don't know what he does. I don't really, I don't really, I don't know. Well, it wasn't it when he was uh, like there was some um, reviewer who was like, oh, uh, last of Us like the Schindler's List of gaming, and then loads of people started taking the piss out of that quote, and then Neil Druckmann like leapt in to defend him and started arguing with Jason Schreier. It's quite funny. Twitter drama. He seems like the sort of person that. That way too thin-skinned to do what you do. Do you know what I mean? Which one, Jason Schreier or Neil? No, Drum- Neil. Drum- both, you could aim that at both of them. <laughs> yeah, I suppose. Yeah. But yeah, I've um, I finished last night the second Dark Pictures anthology game. Yes. Little Hope. Mm. Little Hope. It was good. I liked it. Do you enjoy seeing the librarian or whatever his name is again? Yeah, yeah. that's like my favourite bit of the game. <laughs> I really like the, the guy who plays it. I don't know who he is, the actor, but he does a great job. This time, every time he says like, because um, this time there's little pictures behind the dialogue choices and it's either a heart or a brain. Okay. So it's like you're going with your heart, you're going with logic. And every time he's like, I could give you a little tip, a little hint. This time I was like, no, nope, I don't want to know, mate. I don't know. I said yes in Man of Medan. It did me no favours. So don't want to know. Don't oh no, care. he did me a good favour, man, of that because it was it was when um, he oh, I, I took a hint from him and he said like oh it's um, it the explanation may be more logical uh, scientific than you think and it was like oh it's a gas or something isn't it? <laughs> that's suddenly when I when it clicked it's like oh. <laughs> <laughs> well th- this one more than man of Medan and, and a lot more than until dawn felt like less less of a horror episode and more of an episode of the twilight zone okay or a little bit black mirror as well i like that i mean i know i know you haven't played it but i don't know am i going to ruin it for you i'm probably going to ruin it a bit for you aren't i uh maybe a little bit maybe a little bit maybe a little bit maybe a little bit but um <clears throat> it's good the, the way that i mean it's got will polter he's like front and center main character why do i know that name uh, he was in bandersnatch he was the other guy from the main guy the developer remember such in short hair. Bandersnatch, the Black Mirror video game one. Oh. The Choose Your Own Adventure one. The guy that was actually in there. Yeah. Okay. The developer, okay. the guy with glasses. He's been in a lot of stuff. He was in a great film called uh, Wild Bill when he was young. Okay. British film. It's good. Good film. He was in Narnia, I think. He was in The Maze it wasn't Runner. Those Narnia films. Loads of people were in. Yeah, there was a lot yeah. of people in. Yeah, he was in. Uh, oh, I've never seen Maze Runner. Na- yeah, Narnia, the one that. Is it anything like Load Runner? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, my, my knowledge of Maze Runner is, is, is it even got a maze in it? 
I, I assume so. I think the first one, right, I don't think it has all the way through. Yeah. It's probably, I'd imagine that it's a story of some plucky teenage rebels rising up against an unjust system <laughs> because it's based on a like young adult's uh, novel, right? But I'll, um, I'll set the stage for you. It opens up at a, with a family. I think there's like seven seven or eight of them there's like brothers and sisters and, and a husband and wife and it's not very nice it gave, was giving me vibes of do you remember ah uh, the uh, detroit do you remember detroit yeah, yeah, do you yeah. remember that dysfunctional house you start in was, yeah, was the woman yeah. it had that vibe and you're playing as will poulter and and basically just this a house fire happens and it's like a series of unfortunate events and all every single member of the family die in brutal horrible ways <laughs> And you can't do anything about it. You can't stop it. It just happens. Okay. And the only survivor is your character. Then, bang, flashes, flashes. I guess you, you assume forward. I don't know. A different time zone. And there's a guy who's turning up to a little town called Little Hope in a bus. And he can't get through because he's being stopped by police. And then you kind of take over the role of the passengers on the bus who seemingly have been in a crash and don't really know what's going on. Okay. And the only way that they can go, because they've been funneled by a Silent Hill sort of fog, is into the town of Little Hope. Okay. And as you play on, you realise, because the character you're playing as is Will Poulter, is the character from the house fire, the sole survivor. So, And everyone you're the, you're with looks identical to a member of the family. Okay. So you're with people under the guise of being uh, in a, a college group, college class. I want to use the professor, there, and then you've got a mature student, and you've got all the younger students. But they are, they were all in the house fire. Okay. Like the, the professor was the dad. And the mature student was the mum. Interesting. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then basically the, the whole game plays on... You just, you're sort of forever wondering who the hell you're playing as and, and, and what's going on. It's, everything's got sort of a purgatory sort of feel to it, like when nothing is as it seems. Plus you've also got constant jumping back in time, so what looks like sort of middle ages where witch hunts are going on. And once again, the same seven characters are present in that only okay. now they're they're british and northern okay so yeah, yeah. and that, there seems to be some kind of way that the people set in the past can touch the people in the in the present who are their doubles and bring them into the past to affect some events and it's it's it's, it's quite clever and interestingly done i won't spoil what happens at the end because okay. i know you haven't played it i know the people here haven't played it but just like man of medan it's a bit of a bit of a cop out just undercuts the story undercuts it yeah, yeah, yeah. big time and I, I said no to the librarian when he wanted to give me um tips but i assume he was good he would have just said something like um uh the solution's simpler than you think or you know like he did in man of medan yeah, yeah but um i recommend it i don't think i enjoyed it as much as the other two you know now thinking about it i think maybe more than man of medan maybe i'll play through it again it certainly had a nice mystery vibe Okay. Of not knowing what the hell was going on throughout the entire thing, and to be fair, it was a bit of a cop out ending. I didn't, I didn't necessarily see it coming, but only because I didn't think it would kind of do something like that. If that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Like, I didn't. That was never an option in my mind because I was like, nah, surely you wouldn't do that. Not after Man of Medan. <laughs> yeah, same, same twist twice. Exactly. Yeah, that's a bit. The <laughs> one thing I, I did know, and I've got to point out, is the uncanny valley effect is even worse. Oh really? It seems like they've face capped but then they've done the the, the mocap of the whole body separately probably yeah, so yeah. you've you've then got people whose faces are pretty you know steady and they're saying i can't believe we're in this situation but their body's going like this like waving <laughs> around so you've got this kind of oh, did you ever see a film called food fight 
No. Like a, a really, really terrible all, all animated CG film where they did that. And you've got characters explaining something like, oh, he was over here and there. But your body's going like this and your arms are waving <laughs> around while your face is just not. There, there was a lot of that. Kind of takes you out at the moment. But when it looks nice, you know, it's a nice looking engine. The games look nice. The car- Even less than Man of Medan, I wasn't a huge fan of any of the characters. I don't think you spend enough time with them. Is it about. But, how long is it? Same. About similar. six hours. About six hours. Yeah. Think, yeah. I don't feel like you spend enough time with anyone to really get attached. You don't, but I definitely was more attached to the characters in Man of Medan because at least I get, like, Connor, I get it. You just want to bang everything and drink beer. You're a bro. <laughs> I get it. Like, uh, Brad, yeah, you're a nerd. You're uncomfortable in your own skin. I get it. Like, they're characters. Yeah, true. Th- true. This, this particular game, I mean, it's almost a narrative hinge that the characters you're playing are kind of exist across at least three different planes as different people anyway. Okay. So it's difficult yeah, for them yeah. to have like a defined character. Again, I don't know if that trumps the interestingness of this premise. I don't know. It's difficult to really get I behind. I guess that's like, the, yeah, like say in a film where it's like shorter, it might that might not be such a big deal. But obviously yeah. when you're playing for a game, you, dis- you want to put yourself kind of in the shoes of the characters. Yeah. But I, I, I appreciate, I definitely appreciate it. Def, like Twilight Zone, X Files, that kind of vibe. A little bit of Silent Hill, but um, I, I will. I, it really pissed me off because just like Until Dawn and Man of Medan, when I first play through them, I'm doing brilliant, and then right at the fucking end, someone gets killed, and I feel utterly cheaped out. <laughs> utterly. I had everyone alive throughout the whole time. The librarian kept saying, oh, everyone's alive. You're doing pretty well. And I was like, yep, you know, playing with my lapels. Like, yeah, "Yeah, mate, I'm on it. Don't even worry about it. But then at the end, what it basically did, do you remember how Man of Medan would change people's traits depending on how you ask and answer stuff? Uh, Apparently one of the characters had certain traits that lined up and it's just done. He's dead. Don't worry about it. I had no input, no way of stopping it. There are a bunch of deaths that I, I avoided through quick quick time events i had no chance in this one it just happened <laughs> yeah and it really pissed me off i was just about to get everyone back alive and that can happen at the end although the quick time events this time it's done differently like it will warn you oh, okay so you're watching it and then it will come up with an icon and that's a warning that's a get your controller in your hand and get ready to press a button which is a good idea right yes because that's how i lost the character at the end of the first one unfortunately I started playing it with a mouse and keyboard, so it gave me the tutorial for that, and then I switched to a pad. So I must have missed the tutorial where it explained that because <laughs> it pops up the icon, and I jumped on my pad. I was like, oh, what do I press? If you press a button while that icon's up, it's a fail. Oh, really? Yes. So it's like, give one hand, take the other. Oh, that's lame. I mean, it's once you realise what's going on, it's fine. But yeah, I, they lost that on a couple of things for that. And yeah, we have House of Ash. House of Ashes. That was at the third one. You next, okay. so yeah. And what's you know the premonitions you find? Yes. Like a picture and a premonition. One of them was for a character I've never seen before. Really? Yep. No, it wasn't in Man of Medan. Wasn't even in Until Dawn, and definitely wasn't in this game. But when I saw the trailer at the end for House of Ash, it was a death from that game. Interesting. It is interesting. I'm yeah. not too sure how that worked out, but mm. yeah, it looks interesting. House of Ashes looks to be a sort of wartime horror story. Okay. Which is, you know, it's always good. I yeah, like, I like so a, a muddy wartime horror story, some sort of, you know, like soldiers Death fight. Watch. Exactly like Death Watch, right? <laughs> I can't imagine. I mean, this one. I haven't seen that film in years. Look. I don't. I don't think I've ever seen it. Really? Is it worth watching? It's not great. Oh. 
Maybe well, it's probably worth a watch, but yeah, it's not great. Maybe at some point. It's got an alright cast. But um, the, the, the big drawback over this one is even more than the other two, everything is so straight-faced. Like, hardly any self-awareness. Oh, really? Yeah. I mean, well, I'd say Till Dawn was full of self-awareness. So. Yeah. Yeah. Big time. Man of Medan had less. This one had even less. It's really, really serious and gritty. And uh, is, it, is it all got David Cage? Kind of. <laughs> I mean, I kind of like David Cage's games. So. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You've never played Heavy Rain. You should totally play Heavy Rain. No, I mean, his games are great, but he does give them an inflated sense of uh, worth. Yeah, and whoever he gets to do his scripts. Oof. Yeah. Rain them in, for, for the love of God. But yeah, I mean, you like you like the other games, you'll like this one. Uh, all the negatives I've said, I it's still a good game. It's those kind of games that I'll play it for the sake of a six-hour. Yeah, and it's 25 quid just, out the gate. See what's happening. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, I've played other games like that. I recommend it. it, and I am looking forward to the next one, and I'll get the next one. On. How many are there going to be? I believe five. Is it five? Okay, yeah. cool. And obviously having the premonition from a different game. There was a character, I really want you to play it, because I swear to God one of the characters in this game is one of the two soldiers that you play at the beginning of Man of Medan. Yeah, okay. You don't really play him for very long, remember it's only yeah, in the intro. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure, unless they're just using the same face like an actor, but yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. And they never touch on it. They never say you're going in the army or anything like that. You, hmm. you don't really ever get a date, so it's hard to marry it up, but... Okay. Damn, it looks like the same human being. Interesting. I could just look it up. Well, like you say, if you found out premonition and the fact yeah. that they're all tied together by that librarian, there might be a bigger yeah. f- plot running through them all. Definitely. It could be interesting. Yeah. Mm. Mm. It's like, a, again, I won't, we'll, we'll talk about it after you've played for it, but there's there's a movie that it reminded me of a lot. Okay. I'm not going to say because it will just give it away. Mm. But yeah, play it. Recommend it. Okay, okay. I'll go at some point. That's an order. Yeah. Do it now. No, we'll, 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 do I'll, it I'll, now. I'll play it in time for next Halloween, so it can be our next, <laughs> our next Halloween spooky episode. Because <laughs> you're almost a year. <laughs> well, that's fine. Just hang around. Just watch this space for 363 days. Is that? Two. Ah, oh, fuck it. Is it a leap year next year? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't know anything. Oh, yeah. But, um... Yeah, what we got? We got we got a couple. Did you see? Did you see that in Asia and only Asia? Annoyingly, they're getting a physical release of Final Fantasy IX on Switch. I did see that. Yeah, um, they're putting out a lot of weird physical releases of their Final Fantasy games. Recently. I would, I'd get that. I think it looks nice. There's a, isn't there one that's coming? It was like a seven and nine combined physical edition or something. That's weird. I Why them two? Was that? Why I don't know. Well, yeah, I'm not sure why eight isn't in there. Uh, there's a couple of them are getting releases on the PlayStation as well, aren't they? Okay. Yeah, you should have a look into that. I like a physical game, mm. especially a Final Fantasy one. Yeah, because at least cool you know that one. that game's been patched as much as it needs to be at this point. It's, <laughs> doesn't, well, you would hope so. <laughs> yeah, doesn't, doesn't matter if years down the line, obviously. Yeah, you can't get uh, connect online. Did you see anything about a game called Twin Mirror? No. Um, honestly, I want to say I still try this for that. Is it Ghost Ghost Rider? Ghostblade or something this week? Oh, yeah. yeah. I, I saw a guy review it. I haven't seen it. Well, what's Twin Mirror? Twin Mirror is a Don't Nod. Don't Nod's newer game. Okay, is that another Xbox exclusive or is it a multi oh, I, I didn't read that much. I just read about what the game itself was. But okay. um, <clears throat> apparently it combines the storytelling of Life is Strange and the surrealness, but actually has like more gameplay in it, like Remember Me and Vampire. Okay, It looks nice as well. Yeah. Like some of the screenshots I saw look really nice. Oh, I'm intrigued, yeah. I'm intrigued yeah. by that. 
Yeah, he told me why I was all right, so. I didn't really. I played it for probably about an hour. Mm. Maybe I'll go back. Probably They're not. They're pretty good storytellers. I mean, I'll say that. Again, that was exactly the same as uh, what we were saying about Man of a Dan and um, like Little Hope, though. The game that kind of like it, it teased you with just kind of like mysticism or supernatural, and then it was just like, no, no, mm. no, it's none of that. Here. Mm. <laughs> stop, stop doing this adventure games. Like, <laughs> if they keep doing this, then the, the next one in the series that I end up playing, I will automatically think it's going to be a cop out from the beginning. <laughs> yeah. And then it'll get to the end and be some crazy world ending yeah. thing, like the end of Cabin in the Woods or something. Stop, stop, do, stop doing it. It's, uh, hmm. it's uh, yeah. But keep making games like that. I yeah, like keep it. making games like it. But yeah, yeah. yeah don't, don't, don't tease with mysticism and go like, no, no, no. Yeah, give, give your paying audience a decent payoff. That would be nice. <laughs> oh, stop subverting my expectations. I've had enough of that. <laughs> I want it, I want things to be yeah, performed. Yeah, like at least five years of that solidly now. <laughs> give, give, give me like you know easy predictable plots again. <laughs> There'll come a point where it comes full circle where subverting expectations is literally doing the original. Yeah, yeah, Do you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Where it comes completely swung around now. Just remade this film. <laughs> <laughs> Just released it again. Yeah. Not changed anything. <laughs> Well, I mean, I, I still like my proposal that uh, with the Zack Snyder Justice League cut, we should like get over the COVID production hall by just have like different directors remix classic films. But can we can we do it at random? Yeah. Can we have two hats with some films in one and directors in the other? Oh, totally. Okay, that sounds like a great idea. <laughs> I want to go. I want to get some really really funny. Like I'm going to pull out the Smurfs and I'm going to pull out Quentin Tarantino. <laughs> Oh, sure. There we go. You got your your work cut out for you, mate. Or like a like a a light-hearted one of those films about a dog. You know, everyone loves like Marley and Me and a dog's purpose. But then I pull out Lars von Trier. <laughs> Was it Snow Dogs? Is that another one? Snow. I think that's more like a kids' film. Uh, okay. I mean, like these films are made for for. Oh, do you mean films women. where like a couple get a dog and it brings them close together and then a dog dies and it's the sad. dog might have but a voice you, yeah. in its head as well. Who voices the dog in Marley and Me? I don't know if it has a voice in it. Oh, okay. anyway. But there, there's a film called A Dog's Purpose, which is basically about how a dog is with a family for multiple generations and it affects them. How? They only live about 14 years. Yeah, I, I, there's probably a lot of that film, the narrative I'm missing out. <laughs> yeah, isn't that the whole point of a dog-based film? The dog has Look, to die at the end. And Dennis Quaid sad. is in it somehow. I mean, in old yellow, he gets shot, right? So. I don't know. They're, they're, these films are made for people to watch and... and Get all bubbly. Dogs are cute. Get one then. Yeah. (laughs) Don't just watch. Don't watch this garbage. Yeah. Get a dog. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, they are awesome, but they are, but not not when you're kind of making a mushy film about it. It's cool when there's a film and a cool dog in it, like um, I don't know, I Am Legend. I didn't like that film, but had a cool dog. I've never actually seen it. I didn't. It's not. I didn't think it was very. good I was a planet watching. People seem to think it's good. It's quite positively. Remembered. I, mean, I really don't like it's it. It's nowhere near as good as the original Amiga Man, right? With Heston. I've not seen that. The, I mean, the no. reason I didn't like um, I Am Legend is it's got really bad CGI. That and was... it's on human, human, like infected humans. They're like CG people. Oh, really? Nothing ages worse than full, fully CG people. Oh, CG obviously has aged really badly from earlier films. Yeah, for yeah. sure. But if it, if it's at least like a monster or even a building or something that's not a human 
Yeah, yeah as in you don't have the uncut, uncutty value. Exactly. Then it's more about composition into the scene. Yeah. Than actual like yeah. Yeah. No, the, I mean uh, the ones in itself. Iron Legend look all rubbery and they when they open their mouth and roar the jaw opens too much. Uh. Kind of reminds me of the Mummy when he opens his mouth really wide yeah, and the yeah. flies come out. Yeah, but the uh, I mean it's got a cool German Shepherd in it so maybe yeah. worth a watch. Mm. Not for that. No, not I, just I, for I, that. I'm sure I'll find a better film for dogging. I'll uh, just watch John Wick again. Yeah. Uh, do you remember Riddick? That had a cool alien dog in it. It did, yes. Mm. Yeah, yeah, That's the, the third one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. What other films are what? Cool dogs? Probably a lot. I can't think of. Yeah. I mean, you had The Mandalorian, you had the Skags. Slags. What are they called? Oh, I don't know. They've probably got a real Star Wars name. I know. I almost wish I, I knew it and I got it wrong on purpose. Apparently you saw them with Tusken Raiders in um, episode one. No, not episode one. Wherever episode Aiden Christian went and slaughtered a load of... Two. Yeah. But that's where those dogs come from. That film. So many like references in that episode I've been reading about over the weekend. But the women and the children. Wait, Tusken Raider children? Where? I want to see them. That's a good point. We yeah. didn't see any in this episode, did we? I don't think we've ever seen any. Mm. Maybe they're like normal size. Maybe they're born and like incredibly oh, well, accelerated never, growth. Never seen a Tusker Raider underneath its outfit either. So. Well, maybe that's that is their skin. Got that outfit. Yeah. You reckon? No, no, I'm just throwing things out there. So I read where I signed up for that Marvel Unlimited, and since Marvel have got obviously the rights to Star Wars now, it seems like all the stuff that came out under Dark Horse over the years has now obviously been ported over to that, like a massive library. And I've been reading one called Star Wars Legacy, okay, which is set a hundred years after the uh, original trilogy, mm. uh, past obviously. This is back when everything in the expanding universe used to be canon as well. So obviously, it's all the use on Vong stuff def- happened. Okay. Like, uh, yeah, that's kind of interesting. It's like complete hundred years down the line, like completely remo- removed from. I imagine if you're not bothered about the canon, which probably not a lot of people are anymore. I'm more like a, about, yeah, I'm more bothered about the old canon still. It's like a huge wealth of great Star Wars content to ingest. Well, it's just um, it's just you just understand there's two universes, right? Like a lot of different uh, media franchises exist across multiple universes now. Star Trek does, Transformers does, right? That's two, two different. Yeah, ones. Bumblebee rebooted, right? I mean, more in the comics, but they're two different comic lines. Oh, Transformers has got loads of different continuities, right? In, um, um, at least in Japan right. probably I'm not yeah. counting like Beast Wars Japan do it all the time I mean like Gundam's been relaunched multiple different times with different continuities and settings just as long as there's giant robots fighting one another it's Gundam I guess I'm really annoyed that they don't use the battle music from Persona as the opening music for Gundam just because it sounds like the lyrics of Gundam oh okay yeah <laughs> that game had awesome music uh, it's that one song though oh no all the, all the tracks in the game are brilliant they are good yeah, the uh, uh, the weird like lounge version of the main tune when you were going about the city at night. That's all good. I quite like the outro battle music. Do you know when you especially when you've got loads of characters living up and it gets to the organ bit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and the the sort of handful of different animations that play out. The yeah, cartoony the ones at the end. But um, yeah, I mean that again for RPGs. I only got around to playing that this year. I never finished it, but I liked it lots more than Persona Four. Yeah, I played it for a good sixty odd hours, but oh, I, I still didn't I, finish it. I got to about eighty odd. I think I literally I was I got access to what I assume is the last uh, palace, and then I kind of just like lost interest. But 
I mean, I played I paid a tenner for it, so that's like eighty p per hour. Yeah, I think I paid around the yeah, same. Eight p eight pence per hour gameplay, sir. So. Well, I got my my Good one value for money. Not long before they re-released it. Yeah, yeah, because there's the Royale version. But if I didn't finish the main game, I was never going to get through the content in the Royale version. The Royal, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Persona Royale. Yeah, that just sounds like a bigger one. <laughs> Royale with cheese. <laughs> <laughs> they call it Persona Royale. <laughs> 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 um. Yeah, because it's Persona 4 the Golden, right? Is I think it's just Golden. Persona 4 Golden? It's like P4G? I thought it was Persona 4 the Golden. I, you, I, I haven't yeah. played through that game. I know you did, didn't you? Oh, I didn't play through it, no. I've got through a couple of the palaces in that, but I never didn't. Is that the Vita one? Yeah, the Vita yeah, yeah. version. But it didn't hook me in the same way. Oh. oh. Cool. Got anything else? What? Anything else you're playing, watching, want to talk about? Um. No, I mean not really. Uh, what are you gonna What are you gonna be playing in the upcoming? I'm probably gonna play a bit more Oblivion. Cool. Uh, I look forward to hearing about. I did that. not see you today. Uh, I'm trying to think. These are like all. Hmm. Yeah. No, I think we covered. Uh, I I had uh, I made some made some notes of just the big ones, and there's not really a lot going on at the moment. Uh, I so did read about the uh, Bethesda engine. That Todd Howard's bragging about how it's like. It's still creation engine. That's the thing. He's engine. like, yeah, oh, yeah, it's yeah. been really upgraded and, and hugely optimised for the Starfield game, but but it's the same one, yeah? Well, yeah, but I mean, like I said, it's probably still going to be glitchy as anything because it's... I uh, think people put way too much stock on the fact that it's the engine. I think it's more that they rush their games out. I don't know, though, because they don't announce them like, too early. Do you know? I mean, Fallout 4 was literally like announced and then boom, out within about three months or so. Maybe it wasn't I finished. Starfield was probably going to be the same next year. It'll get announced around E3 time and then launch at the end of the year. 76, obviously. That was that well been rushed though, out. Yeah. Uh, New Vegas, believe it or not, was massively rushed out the door, but that worked out okay. Yeah, but that was that didn't the city have to get done like a year. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. Uh, and they I mean, did it. It, did, it didn't work out okay. I mean, yeah. It was buggy and glitchy as hell. Yeah, but people still widely regard it's widely yeah, regarded it as like the best fallout. Because, modern yeah, everything fallout. Everything else is good. But yeah. So, yeah. Uh, Thank yeah. you for listening. Thank you for listening and goodbye. Catch you next time. Bye.